What's up, guys? Welcome to the Zealous State of Mind podcast. You have the Guru Gains, and and on today's episode, we have a uh, basketball specialist as a player and as a coach. He's a uh, development manager, New Zealand. He's been an assistant coach for Tall Ferns at the New Zealand uh, women's team. He's played in the states in high school, and he's recently won. He coached the team, the Auckland Dream, to the 2019 championship. Uh, welcome to the show, Ike Ho. Hey, how how you doing? <laughs> so I'm get, I'm working on my intros, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, love it. It's no. genuine, genuine. <laughs> so I met uh, Ike at the uh, basketball coaching uh, clinic a few months back, and man, it was it was awesome. Him and him and his team, Ollie and Tanya. But um, I was like, I've got to get this guy on here. His coaching as a coach myself, mainly being CrossFit lately, I really, uh, uh, you know value coaching and admire good coaches and this, this guy was on to it and I was like gotta get this guy on here um he, he's got the results he, you know as a player and as a coach himself and his philosophy and things he was talking about was was really cool it was really cool so but but yeah I did a little brief intro there on like some of the things you've done but yeah tell us a little bit about your your background like uh where you are now like you know where you grew up and all that sort of stuff and then we'll sort of uh Freestyle from there. All right, yeah. I mean, hey, I was lucky. I, I actually grew up in. Uh, I was born in Malaysia, um, in KL actually. So, I spent about eleven years, eleven a bit years, living in KL in Malaysia. Um, and so, you know, I, I've got three brothers. I'm the second in the family, obviously, of, of four boys. Mum and dad live here in New Zealand right now. Um, so, man, I, growing up, I was pretty lucky. I. Um, you know, mum and dad looked after us. We become a pretty big family, actually. So we had family gatherings all the time. Um, like a lot of people, a lot of animals. <laughs> How old were you when you moved over to New Zealand? Uh, before I was 12. Yeah. Just before 12. So, um, you know, like I said, even before I moved over, I had a lot of chance to actually do um, different things, try different things all the time. Mum and dad encouraged all the time. We brought up we could speak English. People always ask me, could you speak English? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, yes, I could speak English because mum and dad went to school in England. Yeah, yeah. So they were quite lucky and blessed to have that as well. So um, so we were, we were pretty blessed to be able to do that, me and my brothers. Um, but as you know, the, back in those days, depression happened and, and um, you know, dad decided, hey, look, let's, let's try maybe a new start. We were actually pretty good. Dad's family was, um, was into plywood. We were actually one of the biggest plywood producers in, in Asia. Oh, yeah. Um, so I got to hang out all those big yards, you know, every day and look at those big machineries and stuff like that. Um, but hey, I grew up actually, you know, playing a lot of different sports, soccer, badminton, uh, the local sport there. Uh, did Taekwondo martial arts, basically. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was kind of my childhood. Now I yeah. moved, moved over here when I was 12, actually. Um, so when, your, when so I, your parents are pretty... Uh, Pushing you guys into sports and giving things a crack? Um, back then, there wasn't anything about organized sports. You just played it through school. Yeah. Um, and anything that came up, you just had a, had a go, really. you know. Yeah. Um, so, like here in New Zealand, you just had a go at it. And, and there wasn't an emphasis of, hey, you had to go and specialize in basketball or, or soccer or anything. It was just, you just had to play. And we were just lucky to be able to play, you know, without any kind of, oh, you got to make this team or NBA <laughs> or, or whatever it was. So, um, and we just played for the fun of it really, you know? Um, so that was different growing up then. And, and when dad decided to you know, move to New Zealand, cause it was either New Zealand or Alaska. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh, Alaska. I'm thankful we didn't go to Alaska. Yeah. Um, so we ended up in, in Auckland, New Zealand actually. And, um, ended up in Northcote and yeah, so we you know, 
kind of live in Birkdale now, Beach Haven, around yeah. that area. Um, that's a rough area, they say. Yeah, <laughs> is yeah, it? yeah well, well, that's what they say, yeah. Well, right you know, what? it's some places, some places, yeah. yeah. It's like yeah. anywhere else, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I, r- I run into some young fellas and they're like, talking beach haven up like, i've never even heard of beach haven. <laughs> nah, no it is a it is the hood you know it is right, a right, lo- yeah. lot of families now that move in there unfortunately it's got a bad history and it's still got a lot of families that you know a lot of original yeah. families that live there like like yeah. ponsonby and grayland you know yeah, so yeah yeah mate it's it's the hood man <laughs> yeah yeah where are you based at now i uh, mate, to be honest i still live uh there i mean i work out at um trust obviously with uh auckland basketball services we we have offices in, in alexander park um, right now, so I, I commute all over the place. You know, yeah. I, have a, I have a I have office at Trust as well, Arena out west. Um, I mean, thankfully, you know, the powers that be allow me to work remotely as well because um, yeah. I got I'm doing so many different things. I cover all the schools and secondary schools in Auckland. All right. You know, some days I do two two three trips around Auckland. You know, just just in one day. Yeah, in one day. So because you got you know morning trainings, then you got midday meetings, and then you got night training. So right. you got to juggle that with family, bud, and. Um, you know, like with what you were saying before, development manager, it's my 13th year with the uh, West Club. Yeah. That's a long time. Uh, my 15th year with the Tall Ferns. 15th? Yeah, 15th wow. year with Tall Ferns. Yeah. Um, you know, I've been really blessed to be able to, you know, have those experiences, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and in the game, like in the job, basically. Yeah. So, was, yeah. Was your parents uh, athletic in that? Um, not really, but I mean, academic probably. Yeah. More, more arty and academic. Um, arty? Artie, you know, yeah, kind of yeah. like doing oh, yeah. that stuff. Mum yeah. was probably more. Um, Dad was more into the economics, you know, yeah. business and stuff like that. So he he ran a lot of that plywood business that we talked yeah, about. Yeah. So he was pretty onto all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot of my stuff from Dad in terms of all the you know admin stuff because he was yeah. pretty good at it. Um, you know, when I went when I got into funding, a lot of the stuff I followed was kind of his model. And mate, I thought, man, that can't be that easy, but it worked. And um, yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, because he did it more like that, the modern English, the law English. Yeah, you know, that to write that way to whoa, and and so he knew the proper terms and terminology sort of thing, and just how to set it up the yeah. formats and stuff like that. And I thought, man, okay, that's not hard. And but once you get it, it's easy, right? But so it was, it was really powerful doing it. Well, you just you take it for granted, like I said, you just you know when you when you send your applications and you get funding, you go, man, that that, that stuff works. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, man, it actually it came through. It can't be that easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so I've been lucky, but like I've been you know in the game itself, I've been lucky to be able to. Uh, like like through high school, you know, like I was saying to you before, you know, I mean, better play at a certain level, and, and then you know, went to the states and play over there, see what it's all about, and, and really learn about the love of the game. You know, yeah. when, when you're over there in the states competing, like I was in Division Two um, in college, and and basically you're fighting hard. You know, what I mean, you're not you're not Division One. The program had no money anyway, um, and you learn how to play hard and, and practice hard. You know, yeah. and and you really wondered whether you loved it enough to keep going every day or not. It's what like you're in pain. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like a, you know, small, small Asian as well. Oh, dude. I, was, <laughs> I, I mean, mean yeah. as a baller, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was lucky to have another guy, a, a Japanese guy on the team, and he was more than me. But right. um, he was quick, you know. Yeah. So it was me and him, the last spot on the, on the you know, team always. and Fighting for the spot. For the, for the 12th spot. So, yeah. man, I was in the squad, but we always, you know, and he was, because he was the, the guy that was there pre- previous, and I was the new kid. Obviously, I had to do my time. Yeah. You know, and I had, we had a tough coach, you know what I mean? So, um, and I went to the school because one of the imports that came over at that time that played at Harbour as an American import, I knew him really well. And he said, hey, go go to this place in San Francisco, you know, and go to San Francisco State. I know the coach there. He's a good guy. I mean, that, that was my way, 
you know, get my chance, you know. So you were at high school at the stage? Uh, no, I was actually, well, I was at uni at this stage and, yeah. you know, I got a chance to go over the, uh, to another college over there, which is San Francisco State. So, I mean, it really showed me what it was about, you know, in the college life and not easy. I mean, how, the, how yeah. long did you play there? Uh, about nearly two years. Two I mean, years, yeah. um, but I got injured, you know, I just, yeah, just the workload, man, hit me. Yeah? yeah. What, what was um, you doing here roughly and then what were you doing there? Uh, I mean, I was playing like, you know, I was playing high school ball here, obviously, at North Coast at that stage before I went to uni. Yeah. Um, and probably did more while that's high school because, you know, you always train so hard in high school. Yeah. Um, but when you're over there, you're just training against guys that probably had nothing to lose, you know. They're coming yeah. out of the hood. They're, they're coming out of, the, you know, the, the roughest places and, and, like, they're faster. They're, they're just, you know, got more mongrel. You yeah. know what I mean? Is this uh, in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the team recruited kids from all over the place, you yeah. know, like, all over America, but it's it just shows how how tough it is. Yeah. You know what I mean. And then you got to survive the rigor of just the the training and, yeah. and the mental thing of yeah. We use up like a uh, training before classes or what was yeah, this, basically. What was yeah, I mean, we would train basically two times a day. You know, so you do weights or train, or you some days you have class first, then do the weight, then train. Yeah. Um, or some days it could be split off weight, then class, then train. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but your days were pretty much that kind of cycle, you know, and, and study and eat and survive, you know. Something like that every day? Pretty much. Yeah. Well, um, so training was like, because you're in the basketball, if you're in the football or other serious sports team, you're training and that would be a part of the school day, like in terms of a class? Um, yeah, I mean, every sport was different. Like we hung out with the athletic kids as well, uh, you know, the, the kids that did track yeah. um, and other codes because it had their own training facility for the for the athletes so we had our own gym near the track yeah um and basically you got to see when the the track you know track kids came in and you went man these guys are training hard you really go man i gotta lift my game up yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. so i mean there was a saying that we had back then was you could get fed in two weeks if you cram it in you know <laughs> and so like the soccer guys would do it and so when you see everyone do it in the gym and the other codes you go man i'm gonna get in here i'm gonna work out and you could go up to like i say hey jan and you might be on the wrestling team because wrestling was quite big at san francisco yeah. we, we were the gators so we were like hey do you want to work out and and dude yeah. you know you'd be going out with this crazy wrestling dude and he's lifting you know and you're like doing neck exercises <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to rest uh work out with the wrestlers no but, exactly yeah animals yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, but so what I mean is you start to see the work ethic. You start to see, you know, what these other guys are doing. Yeah. So straight away, you, you what what are you going to do? You're going to lift it, right? Because you yeah. can't sit thinking, oh, shit, I'm not going to. So, I mean, in that way, it's good. I mean, it, it is hard work, though. And a lot of kids, I mean, it's simple work, but it's hard because you got to do it every day. Yeah, yeah. Know, it's, it's a grind. Like, you know, like you're saying your favorite quote, well, you got to embrace the grind. you yeah. got to you got to love it. you got to yeah. love getting better every day, you know. And, and So you yeah. reckon you weren't ready for it, like – um, no, man, I learned a lot from it, man. Like, I mean, in terms of the injury yeah. and stuff like that? Uh, well, it was just the fact that I think I went over injured anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And, and I think playing over here at that stage, you know, I, I picked up some, some big injuries in my high school days and, you know, that I probably should have rehabbed a bit better. Um, like my last year in high school, I busted my ankle pretty bad. I played through that year. Yeah. Uh, and my back was pretty munted as well. So I think looking at the sports science, you know, like what you were saying with S&C stuff now, what yeah. you guys are doing, um, that became huge for me because, you know, like I do that every day now. I still do my core exercise, do my stretches every day um, because I have to, man. I had two disc prolapses on my back. Whoa. That was part of the reason why, you know, I, I stopped playing. So when you get that and you realize, oh, man, am I going to – because one day I was playing and I came out from the States actually. I was on uh, back in the States and I was, I was 
training with the NBL team at that stage before the start of the season and it was a, a fast break and I turned around and tried to get a, a steal on a pass and I felt this real sharp pain on my back and straight away after that I went oh man this is serious because it was like the second time it happened yeah, you know yeah. so I thought okay I've got to check it out so uh, you know you got it you got to look at and realize hey you got to make a decision what you're going to do you know I could either get four pins in my back or you know fuse my my you know vertebrae together or Shit, that's that's fine and man. i was like 20 21 man yeah supposed to be in peak condition yeah yeah, yeah so i was like man i'm not gonna do that i'm not gonna you know i'm not gonna take the chance putting those pins in there and fusing my vertebrae together just so that i can play basketball i don't think it was worth it you know yeah. what I mean? um you wouldn't think like back and basketball is there it's always like ankle knees well dan you know man back in the day we didn't play in the indoors all the time right we used right, to play outdoor right, yeah, in the yeah, tarmac yeah, yeah. we yeah. used to you know, we bought anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, anywhere. Yeah. So, um, but now we're like, you know, as a coach, we're like, oh, don't go play outside, man. You're going to hurt your knees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've been lucky. Like I said, it's, it's, so those, those experiences are, you know, I always remember forever because you look at the hard work you got to put in, you know, preseason, we used to run six miles a day preseason. Yeah. Well, this for North Coast or for? No, this is in the States, States you know. Yeah. Um, and we did that, what, six weeks, you know, like three, four days a week. And, we had to sing running around the lake because there was a lake around yeah. campus. And man, that was that was hard. What that, song did you just have to sing? Oh man, I don't know. I was I was just I was on <laughs> just trying to hang yeah, in there. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You just made up songs that you know, like Old MacDonald, and and so that everyone could just keep going. You know what yeah. I mean? And and we had a rule at training: if anyone spewed, coach said anyone spewed at training, we'd stop. So yeah. there were days that would guys spew at training. You know, it's preseason, obviously. Yeah. So. But it really taught me what hard work is all about, you know, like what really it was all about. And because yeah. in New Zealand, you they talk about it, but you when you get to live it every day and you see it and you go, wow, that's that's yeah, big time. Do you think it was a little bit overboard or was it was right on? Um, uh, I think there was a reality check, you know. I mean, right. not reality check, but I think you realize I had to do more before I went. Yeah. Um, but hey, it's not like back then we had all these other people. Now, like now, you see, there's a you can go to you can pay this guy to get you ready to go to the states, or you know, yeah. whereas before back then there was nobody that was going to help you. Yeah, you know, it was just a dream of trying to get to college and play basketball. Yeah, understand. So when I went, people were like, "What are you doing? What, what are you, you know, you're not going to make it because like, well, you know." So I think it's a it's one of those things is whether you believe in yourself enough to have have a crack, you know. Yeah, that yeah. was the dream uh, as a kid uh, to play college ball and and all that sort of stuff yeah brother i mean like well i mean like i grew up like i said to you but before i played with some you know very talented guys you know guys like sean and and you know piro and those guys i was lucky enough to grow up with those guys so um you went man i, I want to do all those things i remember um when i was like 15 16 and i was playing second division at the time i think i was year yes year 13 in high school and i was lucky enough to have my coach and um old john said to me hey and he was connected back then so he got he got me a trial with the tall blacks you know yeah. and that's when dylan and glenn denham was still around as the captain and keith Mayer was the coach and it was down to the ymca in town and you know the first thing i had to do was run a beep test and i'm like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> so and i was like oh I can't, I can't be you know i can't be the first one to get out i can't be the first <laughs> one to get out you know and lucky i wasn't so but you know, thankfully PC, I think got out first. You know, and, and <laughs> but he the didn't. Fella, yeah, but he didn't care because he was, you know, he, yeah, was, he big, was the yeah, man anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, but we had Dylan, we had Greg Boucher, and Greg was just a machine. He ran like all day, you know. Yeah. And um, shit, I just felt privileged to be able to run with those guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's it's a blessing, man. Like I've been lucky to, in terms of that kind of history, in yeah. terms of my playing, and then from there, basically coming back and coaching. You know? Yeah. Tell us about the, that golden era. You said you you were lucky to play and. 
Yeah, North Korea, didn't it? Oh, well, I mean, I was lucky. Like, I, had, I had guys like Simon Meseritz, you know, um, Stu Chong, who's now a teacher at the school that were that my daughter still attends, I went to. Um, so, you know, a lot of those things, I look at those era now, like Junior Brown, the Sevilla brothers, um, like I said, Dylan Perro, all those guys. Uh, there's, there's heaps more, you know, the Tuala brothers, all, all those guys yeah. that, that make Avondale, um, you know, what, they, what it is, yeah. you know, or Mags or... I love that. To me, I think that's the purest form of basketball. Yeah. You know, like I still love high school basketball more than any other basketball because you, you built that brotherhood, the, you know, man, like you, yeah. those guys live with you forever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, fondest memories of high school in that day. Oh man, I tell my Play kids more. now, they go, those, those five years go real quick. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so man, that's why I, I love working in the high school environment. Um, I mean, as you know, like I mentioned at the coaching clinic, kids have changed nowadays with the social media and, and all that. So, is trying how to, to get through to those kids. Um, but hey, I love it. So that that's kind of my journey in terms of my plane and how it then led me to my coaching, like yeah. you were saying. And, yeah. and you know, I'm, I'm lucky, buddy. Like, I got three kids right now, and, and through those kids, I learned as much now, like you say. So, yeah. Um, so then to my coaching, buddy, I mean, like I said, I've been, been able to coach at, at the club. That's how I first started. I was lucky to get hired uh, when I left Northcote. I won the second school national championship in 2006. Um, that year, I was on the road for six months, on the road with the Tall Ferns. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough, man. Yeah, I got a silver. I guess it's cool, but then well, like in one way, but then tough in another way. Well, man, that year basically at Northcote, the bosses there was fantastic, but I felt really guilty because I wasn't at the school. You know, like um, I, I was blessed that basketball New Zealand support me, the school support me, the club support me, but that I was just only getting into that stage that you know the school was still a big supporter, so. Man, I, I went all around the world basically that year. Six months on the road. Yeah. Well, I mean, give and take. That, yeah, you know, yeah, trips, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I went to Cuba. I went to, um, you know, Com Games, Melbourne. I went all around just getting ready for the Com Games that year. Yeah. Uh, I went to South America. With the Tall Ferns and that? Uh, on a, on a uh, Prime Minister Scholarship, you know, just to, to learn about the game. Went to the World World Championships in, in Sao Paulo. So, um, you know, so, I man, I learned that year. You know, I flew in from Sao Paulo in October into the secondary schools championship in Christchurch. <laughs> so I spent two weeks in Brazil and the two weeks in Brazil, we were hanging out with the Australian team getting ready for the World Cup. Yeah. They win it. The Australian wins the World Cup that year, right? So I fly in after that and man, obviously you're buzzing. You just come up from a, you know, spending two weeks kind of with the World, yeah, yeah, world yeah. Championship team. We got to spend, you know, times with different other, other teams around the world as well at, at that tournament. So from that learning and then going back into the, you know, secondary schools championship flying in, man, you can imagine, <laughs> you know, like going in there, you know, you just witness all these great teams and then coming into Christchurch back then, you know, Christchurch was Christchurch, just still old school, you know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. like real old school. So, um, and, and you go into to the stadium and you just feel blessed to be able to go in there and to win it. And that was the second, second to last year before, um, church college closed down right 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 you know and and then that stage i was i had huge respect for church and i still do and, yeah and so my journey when i was i spent 12 years at Northcote coaching yeah so 12 uh, years 12 years so you you played and then you went back how, yeah basically how, how yeah. quickly did you go back straight away so you so you finished school <laughs> next year i'm hey i'm coach uh jan i was i, I was <laughs> i was lucky man it's a great story uh judy crooks rob crooks um another great store in, on basketball in auckland um his mum, Judy, basically got me into coaching. So he said, hey, got me into refereeing. Um, and then said, look, why don't you coach one of the under-17 teams, under-15 teams? 
because I was in the prem team. I thought I was the big dog. I wasn't that. I wasn't at all. So at year, year 12, year 13, I was coaching the under 50, under 17 team at Northcote. And I would take, yeah. I would take my bag of balls, my 8 to 10 basketballs every every once or twice of the week, get on the bus at 7 o'clock, get to Northcote at 7.30, have training with the kids for an hour, and then went to school. Yeah. So that was kind of my introduction to coaching. All right. Yeah. yeah. That was your first first team in that? Yeah, yeah. So, but I was really supported. Judy was great with me. Um, Rob, who was in our coach as well, he was there, you know, and he was always helping out. Um, I mean, and the school was fantastic. Yeah. You know, the school allowed me to coach, was there for me. Um, I mean, I, to be honest, the school was a big influence on me, you know, into coaching. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I always indebted to the school in terms of what it, what it opened up for me, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So, and then, so literally, like, uh, you know, you're 18, you finish school, and then you're coaching the next year? Yeah, well, I was at uni then, right? Because, yeah. um, like, at that stage, I was still trying to get to the States, like yeah. I was saying to you. So, basically, after one or two years in uni, I got the chance to get to the States. So, I took a year out. Oh, I yeah. didn't coach. A year or two out from high school basketball. Um, at that stage, they just went to another old boy. Oh, who yeah. took the team. Now, I was just wondering if you went from like player to coaching in the next year. No, I did. I oh, did. you did? You did. I did. So you like yeah. you would have known the boys too, Oh, right? dude. It was, it was, was hard. That, it was that hard. weird? Okay. Dude. They were I, like, I don't, I don't even like this. Jan, I tell you what. <laughs> this is this is the tragedy. We, my my last year of playing, we in the Premier League. Yeah. The first year I was coaching, I had to, we were, we were playing in the senior race. Why did you just get dropped? Because we got knocked out. So my last year in high school, we got knocked out. Like we, because we, oh. we we did pretty bad. So yeah, then the yeah. following year, we had to fight our way back into back Premier League. In the, yeah. So my first year was coaching, was coaching my Northcote boys back into the, in the senior, they trying to qualify back into the Premier League. Yeah. You ruined it, so you had it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was like, man, I owed it. I, you know, I felt guilty, and I thought, shit, I got to get back in there, and I got to do this. You yeah. know. So that was probably kind of how I got into it. And and well, because I, at that stage I was already coaching the 15, 17 boys coming in. Yeah. Um. And then when, when the job came open, it was kind of like a natural progression, you know, that because, man, I was the point guard at that stage. I was the captain as well. Yeah. And I thought, man, came back. But like you say, it wasn't easy. I didn't yeah. – it took us years to get back into the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, probably still – we're still fighting till this day to try to get back in the Premier League. So you're just hanging in there. Yeah, like, dude. If you do get in there. Yeah, I mean, so back then basically, you know, after I came back from uni after that, I, I got a job there as the, you know, sports um, coordinator. So then I, I started teaching there. I started coaching there. I was there full time. Yeah. Um. That's that's how my twelve years started, man. Ah. Yeah. So I, I was actually uh, I was actually after your studies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was actually a, a teacher. Yeah. Um. For the first three years, and then, you know, for the first three years, but I had the 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 naughtiest kids in year ten and year nine. Yeah. What teacher were you? PE um, teacher. All right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, kind of a PE teacher. So. I would get those kids and I had to look after those guys yeah. for half the day usually. And, and man, usually we'd start with 20, 15 kids for each class. End of the year, half the class would be left or expelled or whatever you know stupid thing <laughs> yeah, back yeah. then they would do. So it really left a bit bad taste in my mouth in teaching. You know what I mean? Like, so then I go into mainstream PE as well, like, you know, teaching the, the good kids, normal, the normal kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I didn't like was the usual, oh, sir, I'm not doing PE today because... Um, you know, I forgot my gear. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, the... Any the, poor excuse? Yeah, you know what I mean. You get that all the yeah. time. Oh, oh, so it's that time of the month, so, you know, I can't do PE. And I'm like, man, that's like every every class, you know. <laughs> so so that really, for me, was... And at that stage, I was just a young coach coming through, you know. So I wanted to work with high-performing kid, and I was coaching at You that got stage. tired of it? Yeah, so I wanted to... <laughs> I feel him now. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, hey, I wanted to get into... And I wanted 
apply my trade. I want to try all the stuff that I've been learning right. and reading about. And, and so these guys didn't motivate me. These guys didn't really get me going. Do you understand? Yeah. So, uh, but I was lucky. Like I said, I, I got to coach all the kids at Northcote every day. I got the chance to build, you know, we had 12, 15 teams at Northcote basketball teams alone. So I got to run that, that program. I got to bring in the coaches, work with the coaches, work Whoa. with the kids. Um, and, you know, really developed the women's program. And, and then that leads into 2006, we win the national championship. Do you understand? So, oh, you got the your your boys team or my girls team? My girls team. team. So, I mean, when I was when I got the job there, I had a principal that at that stage said, "Look, I'm supportive of the program. We want a great program." So, um, not just the boys, he wanted that and the girls. And at that stage, the girls were just coming on pretty pretty big, and and I thought, okay, I'll 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 jump into the girls, build that up, um, and then I recruited some great friends of mine to coach the boys. Yeah. So basically, we worked together. Um, and we did a great job. You know, we got we got both of them back back really strong. Um, and then, in like I said, two thousand and four, we got a chance to basically. You know, my boss said, "Hey, we'll do whatever it takes to win." <laughs> yeah. So, man, we we got a chance to recruit some pretty good players. You know, um, they end up being tall ferns, uh, one of the youngest tall ferns of all time. Um, and then that who year, was that? Who was that? Uh, just just McCormick. Yeah. So she was kind of like a six foot five, you know, oh, yeah. um, kid from Epson. Yeah. Um, so how did the recruiting process go oh dude man don't even start that 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 alone is another story <laughs> is that a can of worms or what? yeah i mean look put it this way you, you know those rules now and and kind of transfers that's how it all started yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i mean i don't like to admit to it or i mean I, people say oh you know but it's those rules started because of hey i just believe you know coaches or customers go where they believe they're going to get the best service and best coaching or yeah and that's what really happened you yeah. know not because of oh, people are recruiting you know, if you want your best service or product, you're going to go wherever you're going to yeah, you know, yeah, pay yeah, for yeah. it. So, um, yeah, that's that's really pretty much what happened, man. And, and That was a quick way of summing up recruiting. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I look, man, I look, the reason I'm saying is we learned a lot out of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's funny because they put these rules in, but I, you know, man, like other schools have done that. Like Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Do Everyone's it. doing it some yeah, way. Exactly, yeah, yeah. All the man. top schools anyway. Yeah. Well, because they say, oh, we got a boarding school. <laughs> you know so oh yeah that you go to boarding school so you can you know and and like so it makes disguise it, it that way yeah yeah but i mean it's like hey at the end of the day all we're trying to do is help these kids achieve their goal of being a basketball player yeah right and, and providing the best environment for them yeah. do you understand yeah. so i think that's important people kind of get the wrong idea of why we're doing this you know yeah um i mean hey for me the journey's been huge too you know like those 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 12 years at northgate opened up my just really sparked my kind of learning into coaching. Yeah. And then, then like you say, 15 years with the Ferns at, at that same time as I was at Northcote when I, when I started. Oh, man, my busy man. Um, and then at the club at the yeah. same time, you know, building the club at the same time. So, man, I kind of, you know, some really big, nice things that I was doing in basketball yeah. at the same time. And, and over those years, bro, it made me realize how important my family was too because I was giving up a lot of time to the game. Yeah, Do you yeah. Understand? You so pretty busy, yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I was... Some days I wouldn't see my kids. Okay? Yeah. So, I mean, some people say, I don't know how you're still married. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and it was actually my wife's birthday yesterday. So, I mean, love her to death. And, you know, like you talk about mentors, probably she's one of the biggest mentors I've got. Do you understand? So, yeah. but I mean, through the game and all the lessons now and all the mentors I've had, I've learned now what's important. You know, yeah. the game was important to me when I was younger, but then I learned to be successful what's more important. Right. <laughs> You know, and you hear uh, me talk about it at the clinic that, yeah. you know, so it's not so much about the X and O's, it's more about the relationships yeah. and that love. You know, if you can get that, then you'll get to those wins, you know. That was a big uh, emphasis that you put on from the beginning. Yeah. 
uh, yeah. to start the clinic. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, ooh, that's cool. You laid it out there. Well, I mean, I, I love what I saw when I came down. I saw family, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and that's, that was our core value uh, last year at the Dream and yeah. this year as well. And, and the idea is about the family. I mean, it takes a village to raise a kid, as they yeah. say. And I believe in that, you know. Yeah. Um, Fortunately, in the day and age now, people just think they can pay and drop their kids off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, you got to get involved there. Well, uh, I credit my wife, man. She She's a play center mom. Got, uh, our kids all went to play center. And yeah. if you're not a play center parent, basically, you can't just drop your kid off. You One of your parent, of the, hopefully one or the two of the parent, has to be engaged in the center and the activities, you know, day to day or, you know, a part of it. So. Yeah. So you actually, and I went through that process because all our kids are placed in the kids. You learned that, like that village saying, you know, everyone chips in, you yeah. know, so you can't just drop your kid off and expect the staff to sort your kid out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> A lot of parents expect that, eh? Well, I, I mean, coaching though, Jan, I, I'm, I'm telling now, I'm a firm believer into the parent coaching. Say, hey, you got to get involved. You can't just drop yeah, your kid yeah. off. Yeah, I mean, even like um, in the school system and stuff, they're like, why isn't my kid this and that? And like, I know the school has some sort of responsibility, but you as a parent or whoever it is as a parent has a big responsibility as well like you know uh, oh, that's what I believe anyway like it, they've got to stop blaming oh, oh yeah external I mean, yeah, sources, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like yeah. they've got to do something but it's not 100% like <laughs> yeah. why is my kid not this or that well or, it's funny I was talking to another coach today who was saying you know hey we, the kids nowadays live in a bubble right they, they, they go to school they come home they go straight on their device you know most kids and then they'll stay on their device at dinner time or while they're at dinner and then then after that, they go to sleep and then yeah. they follow that process over and over again. Yeah. So they're pretty protected. And then, so when they get to a situation where it's a bit of conflict or resolute, you know, conflict yeah, resolution, yeah, yeah. they don't know how to deal with it. So they go home and go, oh, hey, mom. Oh, you know, I didn't have a very good time. Da, 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 da. The mom's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go sort this out. Yeah, and, yeah. And you go, hey, kid, that's, you know, they just don't know how to deal with it. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, um you yeah. got you got to be left at home to look after yourself and <laughs> things like that. And I'm like, that's what we had. Like, we had yeah, to walk home yeah. a few times. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, climb in the window because the house is locked. Oh, and, dude. You know, all this sort of stuff. Like, funny you say that because I was my boy the other day. But now that would be like a crime. <laughs> oh no, my, that'd be a crime. Because my son, like, because we had to say to him the other day, oh, because you know I'm coaching all the time working, and I said sometimes I get stuck in traffic, and if mum and dad's late to pick you up. And he gets sometimes he gets worried, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. And, and and these are things that, and like you just said, well, you just walked home, or you didn't you yeah. didn't care if mum yeah. was going to pick you up. You had to walk home <laughs> <Yeah>. anyway. <laughs> so it was that was the difference, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah. I think like you were saying before, unfortunately, we've put that kind of mindset into our kids because yeah. we're being the worry ward, yeah. you know. Um, and a lot of times we just got to trust it. But then in, in saying that, in this day and age, you got issues in society. Yeah, yeah, right? it's a bit weird out there. Yeah, yeah. so you you there, can't yeah. like, you don't trust to let your kid walk home with a basketball like yeah. they used to now. Yeah. Um, you you get a bit overprotective, like you say. Yeah. It is our fault, and yeah. and it's the and unfortunately it's the environment. Maybe not like you know too extreme, but you know just here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. just yeah. not too far, like letting them fend for themselves, and then not too much. You know, coddling them sort of thing. Well, it's kind of what I call love tough, right? You yeah. Gotta, you got to kind of, you see it coming, you know it's going to have to happen. And that's what I love about sport. Yeah. Is that these kids can learn these lessons through sport. And yeah. I mean, same with the families, you know, and if they get involved, they can actually learn from the losses. You know, yeah. they can be there to support their child on the way home or in the, at home or whatever it is. Yeah. But just more importantly, getting ready for life long term and dealing with, you know, like winning and losing and, and humility and, and rules and commitment. So. Yeah. No, man, I, I mean, I've been lucky, but like the game's been great to me, you know. Um, so those, like the times I've had, like I'm still doing it now, like, you know, like with the clinics that I do. And then so last couple of years, I've been lucky enough to get into more coach development. 
Yeah. You know, so um, so you're sort of coaching the coaches now. Yeah. So which I stumbled upon really was really something that I, that just came up a couple of years back. Like I said, um, they wanted someone to come and help other coaches, and at that stage, I'm just like a coach myself, trying to make a mark for myself and and do well. You know what I mean? And but then through this process, I realized, hey, you, I've actually learned more, you know, about myself and my coaching and what I want to do and it's been exciting, you know, and, and I keep learning every day, you know, like I, yeah. when I said to you, I'm on, I'm reading and getting on listening podcasts and trying yeah. to get better every day yeah. and, and the dreams and part of it, just trying to get better every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how much do you sleep? No, man, I've been lucky. I look, like I said <laughs> to you, but uh, I, in the past I didn't when I was younger. Yeah. Um, so between when I was about 25 to even 40, I was probably coaching my butt off every day. You know, I would eight hours coaching, you know, and maybe yeah. spend five hours, six hours sleeping. You yeah. know, I wake up at five, gonna be back home at 9 30 yeah you know so long day you know what i mean and some days when i was setting up the club out west or in the early days i would see my family a couple of hours literally yeah literally not even a day or a week week or I, yeah well a week if you're lucky because i by the time i get up at six i'm gone yeah. by the time i get home at nine they're asleep damn kiss good night yeah dude yeah. you know like my uh, i remember watching uh, my daughter jazzy and my, my older one, Amelia, when I go to work at six, they would be, you know, they would hear me start the car up so they'd open up the curtain and wave goodbye to dad. And that would be the time, you know, you they'll say, see me, you know. And that, that really hit me when I got older and realized, man, I'm, I've been coaching all these other kids. Yeah. That, um, hey, it's time for me to coach and be there for my own kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I spent 10, 12 years with the high performance program with BBNZ, you know, with, with Tab and Lennon and those guys and, and all the current tall blacks that are running around now, Corey. You know, Rob and those guys and man, I've been like Michaela and, you know, all those kids now in the tall friends and I've been blessed to be able to do that, you know. And yeah. back then you just did it for love. You weren't paid to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And a lot a lot of sports, eh? Like yeah, voluntary. Yeah. 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 But yeah. that's what I'm saying. Those were the golden days, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we had those great players and, and look at what we produced, Kurt Penny, you know, Corey, you know, all these great guys that are playing now and, and, and that relationship, you know, and yeah. we just wanna hopefully keep continuing that, pass it on. When Sorry, just going back a little bit. When you were coaching, like in high school, and that did you implement some of the lessons and principles, like in terms of the hard work? Like, what was your schedule with the kids? Like, did you put it on them as well? Like, that yeah, you, yeah, that was put yeah. on you. Yeah, I mean, I obviously, learned like you know, I had some good coaches, thankfully at Northcote, that helped me put those things in. But like you know, if you coach high school in New Zealand, <laughs> some kids would be struggling to make one, let alone two practices. Yeah, right? yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, like, yeah. How, how did that go? Down? So I was lucky because I was this, you know, I was working there eventually, so I could. I, I had the control of the gym time. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, and so basketball was kind of the number one sport because <laughs> I made it so, right? Yeah. Um, so I control of all the morning trainings, all the afternoon trainings. So like at Northgate, before we were champions for three, four years prior to that, we were training five five times a week. Yeah. Three mornings, three after school, some some weeks prior to, you know, depending on the different types of the season. Yeah. Um, because that was what I learned that took to be successful. You know, yeah. like you had that three three team trainings, three indies or four indies, you know, uh, and then your SNCs on top of that. Far uh, well, I mean, we, we take it for granted in New Zealand. Like we go, oh, the kid's overtraining. And I'm like, yeah, but who are you competing against? I'm competing against Church College. They train four hours a day, yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. And you can handle it. Like looking back, I'm like, the high school and like being a teenager is best, best time to train that much. Because <laughs> you're recovering, like yeah. you've got no responsibilities. Yeah. yeah like yeah. they think it's pressure. I mean, there's a tiny bit but not really like being an adult now yeah, and having bills yeah. and now i've got a kid like there's like real pressure now <laughs> you know like you probably yeah. think it is as a teenager but it's not really well it's a and lot you recover man like 
Really uh, good, man. I, I mean, I, I love Kobe. You know, Kobe Bryant, obviously. You know, yeah. uh, love him to death. And uh, you know, what I love about him is not so much what he did in basketball, but just his work ethic. You know, like yeah. how you were saying, he he wants to cram four trainings in a day. Yeah. So he starts at four. Yeah. Right, and you go, man, that's that's just commitment. He doesn't need. I mean, he's a millionaire. He's he's yeah. on top, but he's still yeah. got that. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, and and if anyone can can do that and and get that drive to just want to do that, they'll be mm. great at anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I think that's an important lesson people got to get take away. You know, is that, hey, if, if I if I want to get great at anything, I got to put the time and, and energy into it. So um, I love that about Kobe. You know, that's that's hopefully one of the lessons I can pass on. You know, are the kids doing it these days? Like, do you see you know the top level athletes in New Zealand, like male and female, that are coming through, putting that time and effort? Different times, but like I said before, you know, they, they want to shortcut it, and there's yeah. no, there's no shortcutting, yeah. unfortunately. Um, and a lot of it's got to do with the parents because over you know load management and all that stuff yeah and they want the kids to have a rounded kind of you know experience which is fine i love that i think you need to um but hey unfortunately for us we got a lot of competitors right basketball's got a lot of competitors with netball rugby um and and but we're lucky right now it's it's a growing sport for us right so but we got to put in the infrastructure make sure we got great coaching so that the kids have a great experience otherwise you get a bad experience you go they don't enjoy it they quit when should the kids uh specialize you know there's the thing of specificity and like, you know, kids, some parents are like, you're eight, so you're going to go to the NBA now. And, and then, you know, we know it's like the best thing is to do everything when you're young. But when do you reckon a kid should specialize? Uh, well, dude, I mean, I don't think they should specialize too too early. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially in girls, I think they should wait l- later because yeah. the, the period is so small, the window is so small for them, right? A lot of just quit usually because they find something else to do or the experience is bad. So for the for the boys, if you're talking about the boys, I think it's so competitive, right? Like you see in the American now, 15-year-old kids bigger than me and you, you know, yeah, like yeah. physically. And, it's, yeah. and so you got to look at that and compare that sometimes and go, okay, 13, really? You know, um, you look at the Polynesian kids at 12, 13, these kids are men, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So we've got to be aware of that. But usually for the boys about that time, you know. Like 13, 14? Yeah, because then when they go from intermediate to high school, um, like with, in basketball, usually you'll start to see, oh man, that kid's got to really focus now. But even then, like when I was growing up at Northcote, I'm sure you did, but it, yeah. you know, you went to Mags A and, and yeah. we were playing everything. I played first 15 rugby. I was on the volleyball team. I was yeah. like, dude, I, I played everything. Yeah, I was in the league and the rugby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basketball as yeah. Well. But the reason why I don't think kids are nowadays is the cost. Hmm. You know, I was lucky. That's what I was saying. My mum and dad paid for a lot of that right, stuff. Right, you know right. what I mean? Like, we, it's we, a big turn off, eh? Yeah, whereas now you, your mum's saying, oh, Jan, which one is going to be, bro? Rugby or basketball? We can't pay for both. Exactly, yeah, yeah. right? And and schools are not supportive. Yeah, you know, so that's a huge one. And yeah. then schools go, oh, you know, it's overloaded and all that. I'm like, uh, like college sport now is introduced. You can only play in one grade in basketball, and they've done it in other codes. One grade in basketball and one each code. That's it. Yeah. So if you if you can't play if you're young enough to play year nine, ten, you can't. You just if you're good enough to play first fifteen, you got to play first fifteen. Yeah, only. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not many that can do both, eh? Um, well, the, I've seen a couple, but I, I noticed it was like hard for them. They like they really had to twist the coach's arm, and well, and only because now you got to drive across town to bloody go to training, right? It takes yeah. you an hour, and you and then like I was saying to a, one of the coaches today, like, well, the parent then decides, well, son, I'm sorry, Jan, but I'm not driving you across town at five o'clock to get the six o'clock training, yeah, and sit in traffic for an hour. It's yeah. not worth it, son. So now your parent is dictating your life yeah, yeah. by telling you it's not worth it. Yeah. When I'm saying, well, hang on, that's a sacrifice that you both have to invest in, yeah, right? Yeah. So that Jan gets the benefit 
of experiencing those things. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But instead, the, the mum's like, oh, no, nah, Jan, that, you're wasting your time, man. I can, we're going to do something else. Yeah. Right? And you go, well, they've lost the lesson. Yeah. And that's what I've been trying to get across to the parents is that, yeah, I know it's painful to drive across traffic, but guess what? You get to spend time with your son or your daughter in the yeah, car and yeah, you get yeah. to talk to them. You know? I guess you just have to sit down and have that conversation like, you know, is your child going to be serious about it? And it's like, yep. Then yeah. we can, you know, yeah. we can we can do that drive and, you know, because you want them to um, give yeah. their best, you know what I mean? Like instead of mucking around. And well, you do, right? I mean, no, that's what I thought. That's the best thing. You do, but then. If they're oh, going to be serious, then I'm you, like, oh, you, yeah, sweet. You do, but then you also want them to make sure they've got the drive, right? So yeah. that's why you always hear me when I do my clinics is that the positivity comes in. Yeah. It's like, hey, you got to stay positive. You got to make sure that the kid's enjoying it. But at the same time, it's our job to to hold up the carrot for the kids. Like, hey, Jan, if you get five rebounds today, I'm going to give you, you know, play of the day. I'm going to get you a soft ice cream or something yeah, like that, yeah. right? So then yeah. you go, oh, dad, I'm going to, yeah, I can do that. Dad. It's easy. You know yeah. what I mean? Even though you, all you're doing is just, just trying to encourage you yeah. um, with a, you know, a reward basically, you know what yeah. I mean? But a lot of parents take it for granted about that process. Yeah. They, just, they just think that their kid's just going to become Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant because they want it to be. Do you yeah, understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're not investing in the conversations with their child on that drive yeah. to and from the facility or home. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. That is where all the magic happens. When you go, oh, hey, Jan, how was in the game? Oh, man, oh, I saw that shot in the fourth quarter. What were you thinking? Oh, I don't know, Dad. I just, oh, you know, I saw Zion coming up. I got to, I had to pass. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so those are, those are the relationship that I think parents are forgetting. Yeah. And we don't know. Like, I mean, I grew up with the old school. My dad was never at my game. Yeah. So, do you understand? Mum was the one that picked me up. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm learning all that with my son right now. So, I'm like, man, I got to be a better dad. I got to, yeah. you know, and my wife's always on me saying, hey, you know, he's not one of your high performance kids. <laughs> you know, and, I'm, and I've got to learn that. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, like I said, the love. So, during this whole process with my own kids and then with the teams I've coached, and I'm like, man, I got to get better at that. So yeah. now with the coach development, all kind of timely, all hit at the same time. And it's, yeah, it's magical. Do you do you get like a lot of parents expecting miracles? Like, because I, I got some friends that are teachers and stuff and they're like, why doesn't my kid know this and that? And I guess it could be similar with basketball. Like, why isn't my kid? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like what I just mentioned about that process, right? Like, you know, to, to create an advantage in any sport, yeah. you got to learn how to draw two and kick, right? And all yeah, that. Yeah. So I always say it's no different in soccer, rugby, you know, anything, you've got to learn how to create an advantage, you know? And so, yeah, it's, it's just trying to keep it that simple, man. And, yeah. and, um, yeah. 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 With, um, I remember growing up and we used to like, I didn't realize like it added up, like me and my brother's friends would play like touch at the park and all that. Yes. And I didn't realize like it was accumulating practice, you know? Correct. Correct. And like, yeah. Then later on it was like easier, but you didn't even know yeah. that it was doing that. And then yeah. you see kids, they don't play a lot outside ball rush right but we used to play ball outside <laughs> yeah. um my brother he's a, he's a big time baller he's really good and um he would play uh, like before school sometimes with his mates yeah interval lunchtime yeah and then like after school he'd play like real games he just loved it but like it just accumulated well and then by the time he was in like his last years he was he was awesome he was like one of the top yeah, players yeah, yeah but it wasn't like an overnight thing you know well, I call it like, yeah. you know, I always say to the coaches, it's like the process of making good wine and good cheese, right? Yeah. You got to let that sit. You got to, you look after it, obviously, but you got to give it attention. You got to love it and everything. And that's the same producing a good basketball player. I mean, yeah. but like Kobe said about the four trainings a day thing, you do that four trainings, two hours every training. Yeah. And you accumulate that over years, right? Yeah. You, no one's going to catch that. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like that, um, I always say it's like that water over a stone thing. You know, water over stone over time. 
it's going to get smooth. Yeah, yeah but yeah. that's just over time. Yeah, and that's what we've got, right? Yeah. And and that's where a lot of kids don't realize. Even in a day, like you said before, you got twenty four hours. Within that, you got a lot of time. <laughs> you, I'm only asking you to train for four hours in that twenty four hour period, brother. That's yeah, it. Yeah. The rest of the day, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Right. Now you can't if you can't dedicate yourself to four or even one hour or, or even five reps of a push yeah. up. You can't get the greatness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw an interview with Kobe. Yeah, he was talking yeah. about that about how he said he was rubbish when he was young, and yeah, and then he was saying like he worked out that kids would train for an hour or hour and a half, yes. two times a week, is like, yeah. yes. And he's like, oh, if I do two or three hours a day, like yes. four days a week, yes. Yes. I'm gonna eventually catch them. Yeah. And I was like, man, it really clicked. Yeah, it's yeah. basic math, eh? Well, it is like uh, funny because the, the I was like, oh yeah, true. Yeah, just the time you accumulate, and I've used that diagram um, yeah. a few times with a little, a uh, few uh, teenage groups I've used. Yeah, and they yeah. see it and they're like, oh yeah. Well, I like it because of the. For me, it was because of my back. Um, why? Be- you know, when you're doing your core stuff or any exercise, techniques key. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. And like in shooting, so so to here's the the numbers to be to master anything. They reckon it takes you ten thousand reps yeah, if you did it perfectly. Hour rule, yeah, yeah. So. Dude, that's a lot of reps, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you understand yeah. now? If you break that down into an into the season, and let's say you train 40, 40 weeks twice a week, and you break that down specifically just into shooting, that ain't a lot of repetitions at all. Do you understand? Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I build my 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 training. Hmm. So when I when if I want to be a transition team, I'll say, hey, we need to work a lot on transition. <laughs> Otherwise, we're not going to be a great transition yeah. team. You know? So do yeah. it five times. That we got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we got to start. Yeah, some coaches go at half pace and go, "Oh yeah, we're running team." And I'm like, <laughs> "We only spend five minutes on it, man." You know? Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's a huge one. That's a learning curve for me too. So understanding numbers, then you go. That's analytics. Yeah. And like you know, man, when, once you can get the technique down, now you put the numbers behind you and the, and the hours behind you, then you feel the the confidence of taking that shot in the game. Yeah. You've done the work. You yeah. deserve it. Do you understand? Because yeah. you've put the time in. Not not because oh oh it's you're lucky, dude. I've been training four times a day to get to this point. Yeah. I've practiced that shot enough times to take it. You know, you've earned it. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think about like kids? Because uh, everybody knows, everybody that knows me well knows like I want my daughter to go to like college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, like it's for like the experiences. You yes, know, like yes. play some ball. Yeah. Go to easy, school, easy. travel. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're meeting yeah. different people, get yelled yeah. at by some coach. <laughs> but like, you know, just have that hard thing like you were just talking about learning oh, being life. on the team losing yep. yes uh discipline getting yep. up studying like for me it's like all of that yes it's not just the the game you know what I mean? jan i tell you right now what do you think like with you know yeah for girls right now in new zealand it's easy yeah like i can guarantee any girls that commit and put the time in they'll get the scholarship yeah easy the problem right now is getting the kid to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the opportunities there's so many opportunities yeah. the girls nowadays are so different um, they want to do things that that involves their friends. That they, you know, it's a, <laughs> yeah, it is a different world. Like they, they hate competitive, they hate yeah. comp- competition because yeah. it's all about. I mean, I blame the parents because <laughs> uh, you know it's all about like sharing and inclusive and all that, you know, and not not being one up on other people, which is yeah. great. But then, then the government saying, "Well, we want gold medals, you don't get funding." Yeah, do you understand? So. so- yeah. The mentality and what they want doesn't align. It eh? doesn't align. And yeah, that's where congruent, eh? high performance in that. And that's why I'm saying to a lot of kids, and over time I've learned, and again to my wife in Play Center, was it's really about just living your life the best you can. You yeah. know, like, like I'm not saying you're going to be a high performance athlete, but 
you're going to eat the best food. You're going to, you're going to have, you know, sleep the amount that you need to. You're going to drink enough water. And so that you're, you're going to grow like a plant the best you can. Do you understand? Give you every opportunity to grow. Yeah. You need the exercise. You need the water. You know, all that stuff, all the great ingredients. So that's really what I've learned over time in, in, in coaching and, and, you know, my journey is that, damn, it's, it's, that's the kind of secret to life. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not actually, oh, yeah, I'm a high performance athlete. I've got to live this way. But it's helped me. Like my daughter's celiac. Okay, so she can't, we're gluten-free, man, everything. We can't yeah, even, yeah. She can't even touch it. So, man, our, our lives change. You know, like people go laugh at me, go, oh, you, you can't even, you can't put every day, man. I said, yeah, I do. But it's helped me. Like, you know, I've, I've just, yeah, you know, it's really yeah. helped us as a family. And I've learned that the hard way, you know. At first, I struggled big time. Didn't you say, uh, you mentioned something at the clinic about kids. I think it was girls they did well in sports, ended up doing well in their careers afterwards? Yes, yes. Some, some stat around that? Or? Oh, mate, there's, NCAA's got huge stats around that and, and even working corporates now. Yep. If, if your daughter or any daughter goes, man, I've, I've played NCAA or college basketball, at da 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 The reason being is they those corporates know that they've been through that environment, what you just des- described there. Yep. They've been in the in the you know the, in the heat of the moment to, to be able to successful, been under the pump, you know, had to do the work to, to deliver results, do you understand? Yeah. And that's being in the corporate world. Yeah. <laughs> and just having like hard conversations too, eh? Like, because, you know, in in a way, coaching and that, you're having hard conversations with your players, you know? Yes. Giving yes. feedback and you got to take that. So you learn that well, you, as you, a player, you know? You, you learn about resiliency, mindfulness, right? Which yeah. we, we take for granted a lot of times. And, and those are things that I've picked up over the last decade where if we teach more of that, then you realize, man, and, and part of it now, that's why the players are more in tune. Mm. And you've got to be more in tune with them. Yeah. You know, because not everyone wants to make it in the NBA because they know they ain't going to get to the NBA. Yeah. yeah. So they, because they're not stupid, right? They know, oh, Jan, sorry, mate, but you're not big enough to play in the NBA, right? But you also know, man, but I'm going to be good enough to be the, the greatest podcaster in the world. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to focus on that. So uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And my goal is, bro, I want to support you. I want to help you get there, yeah. you know, and hopefully, and that's through basketball as well and growing the game of basketball. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What's the like the the difference, I guess, of the female and male coaching? How how do you adjust your coaching style? <laughs> I, I don't, buddy. I mean, a lot of it's still. I mean, over time, I've learned you. They're no different, obviously. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do both because I've got my son, my young son, coming through now, and I'm going to spend more time with the boys' side. I yeah. reckon once um, you know he grows up, I'm doing it now. Uh, it, there's no real different because you still treat them in all separately. You know, each yeah. boy or each girl's their own separate individual um you you have got you gotta learn that real quick yeah uh like i mentioned to you guys what about the tears and things like that oh bro <laughs> <laughs> you laugh i mean um i've had boys teams right at grammar and at Northcote and other places i've coached and the boys have cried yeah do you understand um mate uh, only because we've created that relationship where they trust you enough to to understand that you become almost like a an, a, a role model for these kids right which is yeah. It's good and bad, do you understand? Because yeah. they're, they're not getting it home, like I mentioned to you before. So, like for me, I've learned that lesson of like I should have been a, a psychologist. You know, yeah. I should have done my degree in psychology versus bloody coaching. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So all coaches, like I guess, across the board, that would be a great thing to Dude, do. Dude, that's the big thing yeah. I learned now. I mean, when you talk about boys and girls, like I mentioned to you at the clinic, the, the big thing is relationship management. Yeah. You know, understanding, you know, how the boys feel because all of them have. Obviously, you got to know in terms of how they you know how they're made up male versus female and then all the you know um, biological stuff that goes with it because that's key right that's just a default thing but then you got to learn about their home life situation and that's the relationship part you got to go hey jan how was your day today and then jan's gonna goes oh man i I had no lunch today yeah and you go but if you dig deeper 
you go, man, it's it's not because he doesn't have lunch today. It might be every day, or yeah. you know, he's got no food at home, or do you understand? So yeah. when you when you dig down to that, you realize it's bigger than basketball. Yeah, you know, and and then a lot of our coaches become social workers. Yeah. So and that's where the psychology part comes in because yeah. there's only the individual you're trying to fix up. I'm also trying to help the bloody person that's helping the kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get to them to get to the kid. Yeah, and because they're like they're just volunteering, right? They're like, yeah. hey, I'm just helping this kid out, but I didn't know that man that he got getting no lunch. This is happening in their house. Yeah, and, and dude, I've got to, I can I can tell stories right now. Of families, that, coaches that are doing that right now. Yeah, you know that are supporting kids. Yeah. in that situation, and because they have to, otherwise these kids got nowhere to go. Yeah, you hear of like teachers, you know, um, doing similar thing like feeding Nick. Oh, not like full time feeding, but no, feeding no, no, them yeah, from yeah, time yeah, to time. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's crazy because they yeah. hear of what what's yeah. going on at home yeah. and stuff like that. I, and yeah, even in um, because I studied uh, nutrition as well, and like. I realized the biggest thing was psychology as well. Yes. Like everyone sort of basically knows what to eat. Yeah. But it's just like the psychology of communicating like oh. to them. And you know, yeah. it's the same with coaching. I was like, yeah. you're yeah. right. Like, I, you know, try to think of the best cues and yes. techniques. and <laughs> But it was like, yeah, the relationship and then, yeah. you know, like yeah. finding out their backstory. And Mate, like I, I, I said to people all the time, not every kid can play for me, yeah. you know, and I can't coach every kid because yeah. – I'm learning how to adapt all the time to different kids that come in contact with me so that I can get the best out of them and not because I might be an old school and I'm learning you know I'm still learning like, like with you guys yeah. so um, yeah the journey is always interesting you know every day is a new thing so yeah, yeah. try to keep it fresh if I can what's your biggest uh, obstacle as a coach right now oh dude uh <laughs> yeah. I think just infrastructure man admin, like infrastructure within like I said to you know New Zealand basketball I believe can be really good you know, obviously, because I've I've been in the system for 15 years. I mean, just to put it in perspective, I'm not sure if you saw the recent series at Trust Event, Trust Arena where Tolferns played in the Olympic qualifying series. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, and you know, we lost a career by you know a point differential, and then recently they held the the last pre-qualifying tournament to Tokyo Olympics, and career uh, qualified to Tokyo. So, you know, people don't realize that, but on that day. I was getting messages from our team, you know, about how hard that was. Still, it still hurts me to this day. Um, but people don't realize how hard it is. You, you're trying to get to the Olympic game. You know, obviously that's your pinnacle as, a, yeah. as an athlete and how painful that is to lose that. But to realize your counterpart qualified and to, but not, but to know that you're the best 12 team, one of the best 12 teams in the world or 16 teams in the world, do you understand? Yeah. And where New Zealand sits like a 42 right now or whatever it is, but understand that we could have been one of the 12 best teams in the world right now. Do you understand? So yeah. when you see that, and like for me, being in the in the game for 15 years, you go, I'm excited. Because you go, dude, we can do this. I know yeah. we can. Be why? Because our infrastructure is not even perfect. <laughs> yeah. If we can sort our stuff out, we will be fantastic. Yeah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? For oh, man. It's just... It's just getting to get the right, to the next level. It's just getting the right people in the right places on the bus, man. Like you yeah. know, everyone's got their own kind of idea where it should go. Ah, the right, usual, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they all mean well, but yeah. it's not everyone working collaborative together for the growth of the game where it needs to go. You know, what yeah. I mean, like Lithuania's got I think two million people, yeah, but they're the top five in the world in basketball. Obviously, basketball is number one sport in Lithuania, yeah, but they've only got two million people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even less than that. So, but again, it's like, hey, if we if we put the effort in. You know, like right now, we're about to enter this new age in basketball where basketball is growing and, and people say it's going to be the number one sport. 
we don't want to be falling behind like rugby in 20 years time go oh kids don't want to play basketball anymore because it's too it's too aggressive it's too violent right right like rugby right yeah, it's yeah, too yeah. physical because we haven't put all the things in place right now to make sure that it's a sustainable game long term yeah to understand yeah. and and i believe it is because it's, it's probably the hardest game to pick up because you, you got to dribble you got to run you got to pass all that you know it's, yeah it's a hard game so um but i really believe it i love it you know as you can see so um i, I don't think it's an obstacle i think things are there for a reason you know like yeah. you look at what's happening in the game right now in FIBA right around the world with three on three mate it's it, the game's just going just hugely you know all over the place so um we just got to just keep keep chipping away man like 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 you say those hours that we got to put in in the, in the gym yeah we got to put it in the admin you know in, in the back office so the players also the the the, the admin and a lot of it's got to do with the boards, you right, know, the people right. on these boards that govern yeah. it right now, all parents, yeah. and all have their own reason to be on the boards, oh, do you understand? Right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they're there because of their kids. And they're not really qualified. Yeah, in a better in way, way, do you understand? <laughs> they're there because they want the kid to be successful, but don't understand, hey, you need to be doing the right thing for the club. Yeah, yeah. Because if you, if you think first that, your kid will be successful. Yeah. But it doesn't always happen that way. Yeah. Do you understand? Like, I've learned hard way through the business. These parents are good in a sense that, you know, when, when I was at West and I wanted the NBL, I wanted the Rangers back because I was a true Westie and I thought, man, I want to bring the Rangers back. And I, yeah. I, okay, I, I was bored. I thought, okay, I'll bring the Rangers back. But I was lucky at that point because I had two, three parents on the board that their kids were coming through and they ended up being the kids that were on that Fab Five team on Rosmini that won that championship that right, year yeah, yeah, with yeah. five guys, right? Yeah. And most of those guys were playing for me at West. <laughs> but they were that smart, do you understand? Like yeah. five guys just could win a game of basketball and play the whole game. Yeah. And the coach was one of our coaches, you know, Kevin. And, and you know, he, even now he goes, bro, that was a good season, but I'm never doing that again. Because, like I said to you guys, he just didn't enjoy the experience because he had seven, eight guys that just didn't love yeah. <laughs> the experience. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? So it, it, what it showed was, yeah, you want to win, but how do you want to win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? And yeah. that became more important. Not yeah, just yeah. winning because winning after a while just becomes boring. Yeah. What are you doing as a coach to develop? You know, I know you talked about the clinic, you know, you, you spend a bit of time in that, yeah. And then also, like, um, would you recommend like that path of, you know, being a coach and that type of thing? Oh, for sure. I mean, like, in terms like, of- what does it, you know, what does it take, you know, in terms yeah. of, like, yeah. you because you're sort of like an athlete in a way. Yeah, you got to put in the, t- you know, like, so yeah, just talk about a little bit about yeah. your, yeah, yeah. Now, for sure, you you, you knocked it on the head, but you are like an athlete. Like yeah. I was driving here when you know just to do this thing. You, yeah, you're you're right there because your your shelf life is only so long, and yeah. then you have to move yeah. on to something else, right? Yeah. And then you were saying beforehand about what are some of the things people don't really appreciate. Yeah, you can keep coaching. You can go back to your local high school and keep playing your trade, but that's not a professional coach, or yeah. you know what I mean. So there's nothing wrong with that either. I think we need that right in our school community. I mean. For my PD, but well, I, like I was saying to you, I I, I, look, I read a lot of books, I listen to a lot of podcasts, I, yeah. I get online, you know, I get online as many clinics I can see, get live clinics, get down to the breakers, watch Dan, watch you know um, the the crew there, watch Puro and the staff at Tall Blacks, uh, yeah. get to any other coaches stuff, whether it's um, rep level or club level, school level doesn't matter because you can learn off, I can learn off you, you can learn off me. Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you got probably great things to teach me that I don't know, yeah. right? So. Uh, for me, it's learning now. Hey, you just gotta be humble. You're not gonna go and go. Oh, Jen, you can do this better. Just sit there, bro, and listen, yeah. and and watch, absorb. Don't just sit there and think you know everything. You know. So that's yeah. a lot of my PD now, and, and and just making the time too, bro. Like you know, some people go, oh, I haven't got time. Then I go, so you haven't got time to help those kids get better, basically. Yeah. So yeah. what you were just saying there, like you know, uh, reading, listening, um, you know, 
going to different clinics and all that. that's what I really admired when I was at the clinic because as a coach myself like I, I try to you know do those because like, I was an athlete as well yeah I was yeah. like I put it in time research whatever yeah. yeah and then I see like a lot of coaches um they they sort of more babysit yes you yeah. know they regurgitate something they've heard before or the same classes yeah. or lessons yeah. and yeah it's more like just looking after people you know, is yeah, it like yeah, you're saying about yeah. the details? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like, I was like, really, um, you know, I love the art of coaching. It's yeah. a real art, you know? Man. And like, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, I used to, as an athlete, take it really seriously. Yeah. And so now as a coach, I'm like trying to do that same sort of mindset. Yeah. In terms of like preparation and research. Fantastic, and like, yeah. Um, but now I just thought it would be cool to hear it from you and, and for you to share that, that, you know, we need to step it up as coaches across the board, like whether it's league, rugby, soccer, like yeah, yeah. you can't just do like the weekend course and that's it, you know? <laughs> well, I, I got some drills, you know? Well, I mean, that was funny because, I mean, we all start that way, right? Like, yeah. When we all oh, no, start, that's good, but yeah. you can't just rest on that. Eh? Yeah. yeah, because you go, man, I've seen Phil Jackson coach the Bulls, bro. I can do that, right? <laughs> he goes, he ain't doing nothing. You go, because I, I, that's how I was when I first started. I came in like, yeah. you know, I took over my team and I think the Bulls was going through their three the triangle with The triangle with the triangle. It was. And I was sitting there going, man, I can do what Phil was doing, you know? And I was <laughs> arrogant young coach coming through and yeah. bro i had steve robertson on that team and that year kurt penny was playing at westlake right and those these two kids were hot that like you know they were and my boy steve became he got player of the year at, at, at in auckland that year over kurt penny wow and i always say boy this your this your that's big man it's <laughs> big yeah but you know that's what i'm saying about where that kind of you know when you first come in you're this hot coach you think you can do everything yeah and then you start to realize man i could have done way better with those kids yeah, do you understand yeah. and at that same time i was working with kurt and i was working with steve robertson yeah but i connected more with kurt you know even though i still know steve right now and i'm good friends with him you know and i and we're good friends and and with kurt the same same thing and but i go man i could have been way better for those guys if i if i'd been a better coach right 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 do you understand like, like what I'm trying like to teach you like as a you? player yeah you yeah. could have been working more on yourself as a coach yeah so I could have been like more um, connected to them you yeah. know like really understood like Kurt people don't realize Kurt growing up was a really troubled kid you know he didn't have a perfect family he didn't grow up that way do you understand yeah. like so he was a real naughty kid growing up he would yeah, yeah. you know but he would turn up the trainings in the morning we'd be in the event center and we'd be putting up shots three mornings easily yeah but he'd be there you know and, and he became a great kid through that do you understand yeah. through that process so I because I've done it, but and I've seen so many great people come out of it and great players then come out of it. I believe it. Like you know, you've seen it yeah. when they come in, they do the work, and you go after the they they they, they realize, oh, you're right, Jan. Yeah, they, you can see the change, right? You yeah, start yeah. to see the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so our job was to keep them that support, but more importantly, keep positive, stay positive with them because yeah. life takes over sometimes, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and it really grinds down people. Yeah. Like in coaching, you go, oh man, I've got seven guys turning up the training, man. Oh man, oh, why am I giving up my drive and, yeah, and yeah. my work and my- 40 minute drive for that. Right, and my wife's killing me, man. I'm giving up two hours. It's costing me $400. And yeah. you know, we all hear that. And, yeah. and then you go, oh, you've lost the why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. You've lost the why. But then once you get the why back and you go, I'm doing this because I'm trying to help these kids. I'm trying to help myself become a better person trying to help my family long term like but i look at all the relationship like i said to you uh, my, my daughter about my chiropractor is because i've i can ring up my friend that i used to play with and go hey i need you to help me sort my daughter out yeah and those are relationships from the relationship yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. from the game yeah from a sport yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so That's yeah cool. i mean th those are things i suppose like why keep in coaching i think you asking as well i think like a lot of parents now are like oh no i'll let I'll let Jan do the coaching. I'll just pay the bills. And, and yeah. I'm like, but then you lose sight, like I was saying to you, about the process, yeah, about being yeah. there with your child and going yeah. through that process because they're like, oh, but you know what? I've got to spend more time on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got to catch up with my series. Yeah. 
And I'm sitting there going, but you would rather watch and waste your time on 20 hours of a series. Yeah. What's that going to teach you versus maybe spending that 20 hours with your child? Yeah. Yeah, it might be a bit hard. It might be a bit challenging. Yeah, you could even like, you know, let them play and then like do some research on basketball. Like <laughs> if you didn't know the game, you know, like read up on it. I'm like, oh, correct, okay. Correct. So you can have a conversation correct, with your correct. child or, yeah. or whatever yeah. sport they play. Yeah, like, yeah. But, you know, figure out what they're doing. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. But, I saw when you did this and that. But, but I also depend, think of the end goal. Think about 10 years from now. Yeah. And you go, man, if your child's now sitting in prison, you go, what could I have done better? Well, maybe I could have gone to his games more often. Yeah. Maybe I could have cared more often. I suppose that's where that love thing came yeah. from. It's like if I loved the kid more, I would have spent maybe an hour versus 10 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. every day. And that's what hit me, buddy. You know, when I realized, man, I was spending an hour with my kid yeah. a day if I was lucky. Yeah. Then I thought, that's BS. I was spending four hours with this kid on jump shots every day. Yeah. Right? And I was spending an hour with my kid. Yeah. How would you have done things differently like, if you could go back in time? I probably wouldn't have, dude. Yeah. I, I mean it's hard to say man because it's made yeah. me who I am and put me where right, I am right, to right. understand so, so lessons and everything I just try to pass that on I mean like you were saying some of the questions before I was like with the young coaches I try to help now I want to I want to be honest with them and talk to them about some of the hardships of coaching like when I first came in Tab and Nenad you know they were they were in broken relationships and I was like man I don't want to be in that Yeah, because I knew the exes and I knew their kids right so I was like this sucks, man. Like, you know, this this is like one of my greatest coaches and yet, you know, why would you want to take on a profession like that? If that yeah. means you're going to have to have a broken relationship or... It's going to struggle. Yeah. Because of yeah. the time and effort you got to Because you have to it. travel. You're yeah. not going to see your, 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 your wife or your spouse yeah. or your partner. So I thought, bugger this. I love basketball, but I'm not going to sacrifice it. And I wasn't going to sacrifice it with Robin. Do you yeah. understand? And yeah. I realized, look, I'll, I'll stay in the game. I love New Zealand. I'll stay in New Zealand because I had heaps of my friends like Kennedy saying, hey, bud, come over to Aussie, Melbourne. You're going to get looked after. You're going to get paid. But I'm like, nah, but what, what about New Zealand? Yeah. So you had some opportunities to coach overseas? All, all the time, but even now, man. But but like, like mum and dad's here in Auckland, you know, they're right. getting older. I want to spend time with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's more important now yeah, to understand yeah, yeah. and I mean like I said to you I mean, I'm busy enough now yeah. um, I don't need you know obviously I want to coach at the highest level yeah. um, and to, to keep challenge all the time and keep fresh so you've, you've got to man you've got to keep doing other things and but also get ready for like like you said to if like an athlete you got to get ready for life after coaching at right, the same right. time right or when you you might want to give it a go or, or put it aside for a while yeah. um, and that's where like coach developing comes in yeah. Right now, you know, I'm just helping, giving back and, and sharing that love and, yeah, you know, and help, like you're saying, showing what it cares. So when you, when new coaches start coaching, you go, oh, straight away you get that bug versus waiting five years down the track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then go, oh man, I could have done that when I first started. You know? Get it started. Straight away. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. you, you're not going to go, oh, why am I giving up my time? You yeah. straight away go, no, I, I know I'm giving up my time. I know yeah. what my why and yeah. I'm going to give it 110%. And you're going to get more out of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to, you're going to be like be there before you get there. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to go. What I'm going to get, I'm going to get this out of it. I'm yeah. going to get great relationships. I'm going to build, you know, some a great community with my kids. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah. Um, before we get into a final few questions, we'll respect the uh, your time. Um, just about Kirk Penny. You were saying at the thing, he's one of the cold cold blooded killers out there in New Zealand. Yep. Yep. Is he one of the few? Dude, I mean, I know like a lot of young like kids just, coming through now won't understand, appreciate Kurt's kind of, you know, what he can yeah. do in terms of, I mean, his prowess is shooting, but knockdown, I believe, you know, obviously now Corey is the, the next one in right, place. Right. But so, prior to Corey, Kurt is, I reckon, you know, like you got Phil Jones, 
But Kurt, obviously, I know he didn't get the NBA and didn't stay in the NBA for long, but just the way he get a shot off, man, it was just second to none. And, yeah. and just in terms of, like, that mentality? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, he was Kurt, one of the top guys yeah, he worked with? Yeah. yeah, I mean, great kid. Like, he became a great person. Yeah. And I think that's probably the lesson that people got to realize. Like, he was yeah. a great scorer, don't get me wrong, but yeah. he just became a great person now. Yeah. And, I mean, you look at him, he's back in Virginia now with Dick Bennett, I mean, Tony Bennett on the coaching staff there. Man, that's amazing. Is he with Virginia? Yeah, man. Oh well, so you know, I mean, people probably don't realize that, but again, they, they the finals there. Eh? Well, they won it, right? Yeah, with, yeah. With, with Jack Salt. So, um, so people don't realize Kurt Penny played for Tony's dad, Dick Bennett, right at Wisconsin. Yeah. So he was a legend at Wisconsin. Kurt was. Oh yeah. yeah. So then, when when Tony became head coach at Virginia, they were close at Wisconsin because right, right, Tony right. was there, yeah, part yeah. of that crew. And so this was just another great thing that's going to happen again with basketball, do you yeah, understand? Yeah. And Kurt's part of that golden era, yeah. you know what I mean? So, and I'm going to see, we're going to see some great things that will happen with Kurt and, and Kiwi kids will play through there. Yeah. But the thing is, they got to be ready. Yeah. You know, like the biggest thing we, we talk about was mentally the kids are not ready to play at the States because of that, how hard it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in New Zealand, like in girls basketball, you turn up the trial, there's 10 girls, you're in the team. <laughs> <laughs> you have not you you have not realized the angst or the anxiety of oh oh dad dad i'm not sure if i'm gonna make this team or yeah, not right yeah, the yeah. sleepless nights and all that and then going man you know what oh i didn't make the team you know what i'm gonna work harder we yeah. don't have that in new zealand yeah they make the team so as like, oh, i get to the states they expect because i'm on scholarship everything's sweet yeah. then they get they go oh man dad the coach hates me <laughs> and then you go oh sorry babe and the parent doesn't know what to do because it's never happened to them either right 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 you understand? Yeah. So a lot of times I go, oh man, I just basically unleashed the devil on them because yeah. you've you've got them to this level to, in terms of being a play basketball, but then you haven't got them ready mentally to deal with some of the other yeah, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that's awesome. I feel like we could keep going. We have to do it again sometime. No, nah, man, anytime. Few, anytime. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, to cover the SNC and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I as love. Well. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, just still uh, greatest mentor. Oh, great as mentor, jeepers! I, don't <laughs> I mean, I, I obviously mum and dad, you know, they're, they're, they're big time because of what, what the values and some of the things they've taught. Yeah, you know, the family values. I can't go past them. Uh, I've been lucky, dude. You know, obviously, I've had some great coaches that have mentored me. Um, I mean, Ollie, as you know, is yeah. probably right now still one of my greatest mentors in terms of every day I speak to him about some of the things that we're doing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, over my career, I've had some great coaches that I've been, you know, able to call mentors uh, yeah. and, and also friends, um, yeah. you know, and I ring up all the time and on, on you know, across the world just to talk to them. So I've been lucky, but like I said, um, you know, and also close friends that, that I can call on and visit, you know, all the time. I think that's important uh, yeah. and not just in the game of basketball, out of basketball, so that yeah. you have a perspective, you know, but obviously, hey, mum and dad and, 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 you know, those people are, are key figures. I mean, my wife, like I said, you know, she, I look up to her. She's a huge strength. Um, yeah. Just, you know, what she believes in and what, what she, you know, she thinks is that, that doing the right thing all the time, you know. Putting up with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like, seriously. So, um, and just seeing the, the, the bright side of life all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. but I mean, hey, I, like, I'm trying to be a better mentor, hopefully, you know, yeah. long-term for other people, you know. This one could cause a bit of trouble, but your, one of, uh, your favorite achievement? Oh, geez. Um, probably my, my family, you know, yeah. like, uh, my wife, you know, I think we're high school sweetheart from oh, high school. No, yeah. Um, man, that's been a, not, people don't just think it's a, it's been a smooth road. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's been a bumpy road, just like any other team. Yeah. Um, but I think that's been my probably most challenging team. Yeah. <laughs> and, and still will be because, yeah. I mean, you know, but your team, as they grow older, my kids are getting older now yeah. and they're going to have 
additions to the team. Yeah. Um, and it's trying to make sure you continue to have it, that culture. You know, yeah. that, that like, I think people forget, like, you, you're a coach. But um, my big thing is that, hey, if you want to be a great coach, you got to make sure you're great at home. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like, I always say to my coaches, hey, you, I can tell when things ain't good because you don't, like, if you're not feeling good at home, you, you don't coach well because, you know, you know shit's going on at home and you're like, yeah. uh, something's bothering you, yeah, right? Yeah, and then yeah, you get yeah. the practice and, or, or work and you're like, oh, what's going on, Jan? You know, and you know, you can tell. But yeah, if, yeah. if you're sweet with your partner or your, your kids, you're it like, crosses over, yeah. man, you can feel it because, you know, they talk about that your, your heart beats and you, you put out a vibe and that vibe can, can actually make people positive you know yeah. so if you got a positive vibe that vibe actually carries on to other people so yeah. that's why i keep saying about that positive energy man yeah 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 <laughs> yeah i uh i was listening to a podcast recently it was um tim ferris and Brené brown she she's written like five uh bestsellers yes, yes. and she was saying something similar about her most proudest thing is like her marriage like yeah she said like all the hardest like she's done some great things and she's quite big um in the moment and yeah she's like the relationship was you know the hardest thing yeah. she's ever done you know yeah. Yeah. even compared yeah. to all these other things like yeah. people from the outside would yeah. be like oh, i would have been writing all these books and everything she's like nah nah and i'm like yeah man i agree <laughs> <laughs> well you know how it is man like right, yeah, yeah. right now i look at my, my, my son's class and you know a lot of the kids are single parents right and yeah single parent families and they relationships hard eh? yeah, it's so, hard, yeah. And, and and you're trying to support everyone through it right yeah. and, and the kids and the, your, your friends through it so um and and to keep it going, like you know, like my parents, they've been together for a while now, and and, and I think, man, that's a huge lesson, and and yeah. they're going through their challenges now that they're getting older on their yeah. lifestyle, and learning from them, and I'm like, man, I don't want to be, I want to be better off than what they are now, yeah. you know. So you you you're constantly trying to do better off that, you know, from a, from in terms of, like, that's why going back to that family achievement, you know, like because that that game or that that series doesn't end, you yeah, know, like yeah, like yeah. with a team or with the dream or. Oh, you play one season that that that's done. Well, guess what? This family team doesn't finish. That season yeah. keeps playing. You know, yeah. like you just got to re re up and you got to get better every day. That's it. Yeah. You know, you can't go. Oh, I got off season. It's yeah. like you know, my wife used to think. I go, oh, oh, this season's finished. And then now she realizes, yeah, this one finishes, but this one now starts, you know? <laughs> so she goes, yeah, but you're still going back to training on Tuesday, you know? You're not. So, but I've also learned now to make sure yeah. I put time off and, and take the time off. And whereas yeah. I used to keep going, going, going all the yeah. time. Yeah. No burnout. I feel it, but like, don't get me wrong. I'm not Superman. That's why over the years I've learned now to, to schedule my time better. Um, and, and the biggest takeaway I think everyone's got to get away, hopefully, is that you got to be in the moment. That's what yeah. I've learned. Like, so I, I have a rule from five to seven or, or four to seven, you can't get hold of me. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Because guess where I am? I'm with my family. Yeah, yeah. Because usually I, tr I start training at 6.37. Yeah. Right? So I'm, I'm at training at 6.37. Or then I, go, I finish training at 9. I get home at 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah. Right? And then, like I said to you, I'll start my day at 6. And usually I don't see them. So I wouldn't see them usually. Because some, some days in, in early years, I wouldn't, see, I wouldn't be home after they get back from school. Yeah. So like recently, I've sacrificed it. I said, no, no, I'm going to be home during that time so I can spend those hours with my kid. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm driving across town three times to do that, but yeah, it's costing me money. Yeah, but I know I'm doing it for. Yeah, yeah. Understand? Yeah. So I'm, if I'm stuck in traffic at five o'clock to get back to five thirty dinner with my family and then back out to practice at six thirty, and know that I'm saying to my kids, "Dad's in here for a short uh, pit stop," I will say to them, because yeah. I, I have a text. I'll send it, and then I'm coming home get my coffee ready. They know that, but for that thirty minute moment, you're yeah. in that moment. Understand? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of families 
I think don't understand that nowadays. They're like, oh yeah, I'm there. But they're not there because they're on their phone or <laughs> you know, because we all do that, right? So, but when you actually have to schedule that in and you have to do that and you yeah. go, bro, now you really appreciate. Yeah. So when I'm at training, I said to my girls, you know, my, my dream girls, hey girls, I'm sacrificing my time for you. You know, because I could be with my three kids, my wife, Yeah. you know, so we, we go on this hard. We're not going to come yeah, here and waste yeah, our yeah. time. So, yeah. They appreciate, and that's part of the culture, and understand that, hey, when we, when we come together, we're going to go hard because we're all sacrificing something to be yeah. here, you know, I love. So, yeah, that's, that's a huge part of it, bro, because, you know, in, the, in our New Zealand, you don't get paid to play basketball, most of us. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. Uh, favorite book? Oh, man, uh, a few. I mean, um, the first one that got me with all this leadership stuff and performance was a book called Talent Code by Dan Coyle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was actually on a, on a FIBA scholarship on that, on that, on that book. Um, and that really opened my eyes up on, um, high performance environments, you know, and, and how to create it and, and, you know, kind of nurture it, like the psychology behind yeah. it. And, and, and a lot of it came from you, as you know, just one crazy person that drove it in yeah. all these places, it was just one crazy mad professor that, that drove, you know, the, the passion and, and that kind of grew from there and created these great players, you know? So, yeah. um, and then my, my other book that I that recently picked up was The Energy Bus, you know, by John Gordon. And, and that was just more about, you know, when you get kind of, you know, in life, because the grind gets to everyone. Yeah. And you go, man, why am I doing this? And then you realize, dude, you just got to stay positive. You got to embrace that grind and understand, you know, there's a reason for all this stuff and, and just trust the process, you know, yeah. and then great things will happen. Because a lot of people go, oh, you know, like in a marriage, you get to a point like, you know, they go, oh, I'm sick of Dan. Oh, you know, he's got yeah. this issue. you got these flaws. I'm like, yeah, but you do too. Yeah, yeah. You know, what are you doing to fix it? You know what I mean? So then you got to realize that compromise in any relationship or any team. You go, right, Jan, you're not going to take 20 shots a game, but I'll give you 10 maybe. <laughs> you know? 20%, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you show me you can play a bit of defense, okay, I'll play you for longer. Go, okay, yeah. coach, I got you. And, yeah, then, yeah. and then you built that relationship, right? So yeah. I think it's that, unfortunately, people don't have that that time or patience or they can't communicate usually because that's usually where the biggest problem is yeah and then issues happen so i mean that's what i've learned man is and you know like you know it is with, with technology you got email you got text you got messenger yeah. yeah i think sometimes you get lost in translation you yeah. know what i mean versus just saying hey pick up the phone and go hey jan how's it going bro uh you know oh, sorry man, i didn't mean to sound like da, 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 da. yeah yeah and just be honest be vulnerable i think that's that's the biggest thing i've learned just yeah. be you know everyone's no one's perfect yeah uh, favorite quote or saying? Uh, I mean, uh, Takes a Village is one that I love because of just what I mentioned to you. You know, I think everyone's got to get involved. Um, the one I really live by every day that I'm trying to preach with my club teams and my is, is um, better people, uh, better players, better people, you know, yeah. or vice versa. Um, it's our legacy, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot of it came from the All Blacks when they talked about that, you know, just yeah. having um, better players first, uh, better people than better players. Mm. Um I mean, that was a big one recently, the last decade, was just realizing more than X and O's. You know, like I said to you about the clinic, the other, about, you know, the dream and realizing I had a bunch of women that understood the bigger picture, you know, and could all work together for that big goal. Um, yeah. I mean, I'll let you know now, sneak it out there. This year with the dream in 2020, we've lost seven of last year's players. Wow. Our MVP and literally our starting five. Wow. So people go, oh, you're going to be the defending champions. I go, yeah, I've just lost seven players to better deals. Oh, my MVP, right. yeah, you know, yeah. and I mean, not, they're not playing, they're playing somewhere else in the world, obviously, and better yeah. and, and loving it. So, and we want that, but yeah. people don't realize when you win, like I said to you straight away, your players want more, want better. So we've lost 
all our all our studs basically you know but yeah 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 so i mean hey look don't get me wrong. i love these girls i mean they're like my own daughters so you know but people don't realize once you start winning you you open doors but at the same time that's where that greatness hopefully comes you gotta you gotta now step up to the challenge and you gotta get another kid ready yeah yeah i heard a quote uh baseball coach the world treats winners a lot different than they do treat losers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. it's true. It's yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. Hey, that, that's yeah. the the cruel world that it is. Unfortunately, you win and opens doors. You lose, <laughs> and it's timing, man. Like I was lucky to you know we're coming in in a time where we get TV and everything. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, that was like cool. That, I saw you on yeah, that game. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, I, and that whole season, I knew, like I was saying to you guys, I had to stay positive because I knew yeah. the challenges I had with the girls I was bringing in. Um, yeah. And man, that was huge. You know, like I, you couldn't have dreamt it any better. But you know, yeah. people ask me about, you know, the stories behind it and all that, and I can tell people for days the different stories that happened in that season just to keep everyone together and um, to come up with that win. You know, in overtime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Championships are special, man. Oh it's man, cool, man. Cool. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, like I said, I've been blessed. The game for me has been giving me a great opportunity. You know, for my family as well, um, and I'm always indebted to it. That's why. I can't see me not doing the game of basketball, but yeah. I also know, but like reality-wise, that one day I'll probably have to walk side aside from the game, you know. Yeah. Um, but hey, as long as I can breathe, man, I'll give you'll, it. You'll be back, man. You'll as be back as much man. as I can. <laughs> yeah, as much as I can. Yeah, for sure. And then the last question is just your definition of success. Oh, that was a hard one, man. That was a. Um, yeah, I mean, for that one. If you go by the dictionary, it's about what achieving your goals or something like that. Eh? It, yeah. was, it was. But um, your your definition. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> me, um, I mean, I suppose it's like doing what you love every day. Yeah. Uh, again, going back to what I was saying to you, I mean, my definition of success is that if I get to do what I do every day, what I love every day, um, that's successful. And what I mean is not oh, just basketball. I mean, spending time with my family, um, you know, the game, obviously, helping others. Uh, my community that's that's for me the big time you know mm. the people close to me like you and, yeah. and helping them you know try to get other people inspiring other people yeah. um, and obviously hey the big thing is long term success for me is about hey making sure my family's you know looked after you know because people yeah. go oh I can win 10 championships and then you know um, my family's a shambles yeah. and that for me is a huge kind of you know like any championship coach or you know program you want to be successful you know not just in your program you want to be able to say man he's a, he's a great person he's a great dad you know, he's got some great people behind him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that for me is big, uh, being a great dad, husband, uh, you know, making sure my kids become great people. Because, um, you know, man, you get scared, you go, oh, jeez, man. Like, so that, that worries me more than anything else. Um, yeah. Because you, you go, oh, like my son, you know, he's emotional like me. And I'm like, oh, you know, my mom, my wife's like, oh, you know, it's okay to cry. It's fine, you know. And I'm like, oh, you know, you know old school. And, and so that's something that's taken me to learn, do you understand? So... Those are things that I'm trying to still learn and, and, and get the definition on. But yeah. I mean, for me, that that's a big one, learning that. You know, my definition is just, just like I said to you, you know, leading the life that I want, um, yeah. not be dictated by other people. I mean, I, I'm a Chinese and people, you know, people expect me to be making lots of money and be in business <laughs> and economics. Yeah. Do you understand? My mum always on. oh, you got, you got a new job yet? <laughs> and I'm like, well, actually, mum, I love my job that I do, you know. I, because <laughs> When are you going to get a real job? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because my brothers are all into that, you know, like yeah. shares and all that stuff. And But my, my other brothers, my, my, my younger brother lives up north. He's more into the environment, you know. He's, he's so, And that's what I love. That's why we moved here. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? So mm. I think people got to look at it. I mean, like I go back to, 
in the rat race now and in, in what we're living in people go oh i've got to have this i've got to get that my kids got to be on scholarships go they forget about the the process you know yeah. the day-to-day like the moment yeah understand and yeah. and hopefully you know i can share that message with them is that when you through coaching because you're sacrificing so you realize if i'm sacrificing two hours with these kids what am I doing with my own kids, right? right? And yeah. go, man, I got up my game here. Like yeah. I'm spending time talking to Jan and I'm telling him how to fix his jump shot, but I'm not even spending time with my son on algebra or his right, maths yeah. or you know his, his his you know his mates or I don't even know what's going on with him at the school. Yeah. And then you realize, dude, I got to really take a perspective on this, reflect. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's hopefully what will help some of these parents to get involved and go, you know, I really got to get my you know head out of my butt and go, dude this stuff at work is not as important yeah. because 20 years down the track, there's going to have a huge effect on your child, on the community. Yeah. Right. And, and subsequently, because guess what? You were too busy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and then realizing, uh, and that's what I learned with mom and dad is that, Hey, if I would have spent maybe a bit more time with them or could have, or whatever, maybe I could have a better relationship with mom and dad or vice versa. Do you understand? Yeah. And, and you know, great lessons learned from that, man. Yeah. And hopefully they pass it on, you know, through coaching and, and, like with you guys and becoming better, not just in coaching, but everyday life. Yeah. You know, like what you do with your classes here and all that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, awesome, man. Thanks, Ike, um, sharing all those insights and uh, breaking it down for us. Where uh, where can people follow you, see what you're up to? Oh, dude, I mean, I'm on Insta. Um, obviously, I don't. I try not to get on social media too yeah, much. Yeah, I'm yeah. on Facebook as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. anything you'd like to push or? No, I mean, if you can you get good? me on, um, you know, all those all those avenues on Messenger yeah. uh, or just email me, aco8 at hotmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm definitely happy to help. I'm on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Um, any, anything, man. Like, you know, my like I said, my kind of uh, drive now is to help others, you know, inspire them and, and yeah, just keep sharing what I've known and, and keep learning myself, really. Yeah. No, yeah. Cool, man. Thank you. Awesome, man. As you said, uh, time is precious and uh, we, we really appreciate your time oh, and no. coming out. No, thanks, Jan. Hey, look, appreciate you having me on the podcast. And, yeah, uh, it's been you know, fun, man. It's been fun. Yeah, no, I love, love shooting again, the yeah. breeze for, for yeah. sure next time, buddy. Thank you very much for having me on. All right.